Welcome to SIFMA's podcast on our Economic Advisory Roundtable's end-year economic outlook and rates forecast. Roundtable participants include more than 20 of the most respected chief economists in the financial industry. Stuart Hoffman, Senior Vice President and Chief Economist for the PNC Financial Services Group and the 2016 Chair of our Roundtable, discusses our survey results. Good morning. Welcome to everyone for joining us this morning for our second uh, conference or media outlook uh, talking or, or media conference outlook for the economy and based on the SIFMA survey. Uh, as you can see, there were 22 of us from the industry that uh, contributed to the survey. Most of the uh, responses came, maybe all of them came November 11th through the 20th. So they did occur after the presidential election results were known and congressional election results. I point out that the very tail end of that was when OPEC uh, made its production cut uh, decision. So some of that may, you know, we don't know how much of that was reflected in the forecast. But what I want to do is really kind of highlight three main areas from the forecast. And then as Kyle said, after I do that in about 10 minutes, we'll open it up to uh, questions and answers. First thing is to go over the overall macroeconomic outlook, talk about the median forecast, but I think importantly, talk about some of the risks or maybe I'll call them opportunities or potential. I like to think of things on the plus side rather than a risk as an opportunity for GDP and inflation and, uh, you know, those, those issues. The second thing we'll talk about uh, is the effect that the election of uh, President-elect Trump and the congressional control of Congress has on the forecast, and there's some data we ask about that, and I do want to go over that with you with respect to particularly thoughts about fiscal policy and trade policy and the committee's consensus that, you know, there's some upside potential. And then the last thing we'll do, excuse me, is talk about Fed policy and what the committee sees the FOMC doing not only in two days from now, but looking out a little further over the the forecast horizon. So let me uh, go back, as I say, the main thing and kind of highlight some of the key parts of the economic outlook. Uh, I would say that uh, compared to what uh, our mid-year survey was, It frankly wasn't all that different. Economic forecast for GDP growth for next year, 2017, uh, 2.2% had been 2.3% in the, uh, in the mid-year survey. But having said that, there's definitely a skew that we pointed out in the range of the forecast. So I'd have to say I can't speak for everyone. I don't know, but I, I think it's happening in general as people are trying to build into their macro forecast some anticipated fiscal policy and perhaps trade policy moves, but we know it's very early. We might uh, get an idea of what the Fed's doing uh, from their forecast on Wednesday. So I would say that the committee is, you know, this forecast maybe partly begins to reflect, you know, people's uh, expectations about fiscal and trade policies under the Trump administration, but it probably does not fully reflect that in terms of the median of the forecast. But one thing I point out, whether it's 2.2 or 2.3 for real GDP growth next year, that's up from 1.6% that the group is forecasting, based, of course, with three quarters of data, uh, growth for this year. So there's, there was and remains a strong consensus that real GDP growth is going to pick up uh, and we don't know exactly what people's underlying trend of growth is, 
but I would guess the 2.2 to 2.3, say two and a quarter percent, is probably at or even above the underlying trend of economic growth that uh, probably most of our survey participants would uh, would talk about. Also expecting inflation to be a lot faster. Uh, of course, we know the effects of having energy prices, having held down headline inflation, but our group is looking for a good bit faster headline inflation and a little bit faster core inflation for next year, whether you look at the CPI or the Fed's preferred measure, the PCE deflator. So, you know, clearly the forecast that the unemployment rate is going to go down, uh, the 4.6 that it was announced for the month, I guess, of November is kind of where the Fed or where our consensus is expected to be about a year from now. But when they put this out, uh, uh, the forecast, most of us probably uh, we're all looking at 4.9% as the unemployment rate. So uh, this is me, not the committee. That 4.6 might be a bit of an understatement given the big drop in the labor force. So I think it would still be fair to say that the committee, when they put these forecasts together, were looking for a continued gradual decline in the unemployment rate and continued gains in employment, uh, even though the rate forecast now for the fourth quarter is the same as was uh, announced for the month of November. Let me go on to talk a little bit about the second point that I think is interesting, and that is about what our group is saying about the outcome of the, of course, presidential and the congressional elections. And clearly there is some strong consensus, even if it's uh, yet to figure out how much and what the timing is, and I, speaking for myself, I mean, we're all going through the same thing, that we do think there'll be more fiscal stimulus, tax cuts, corporate and individual, maybe a repatriation, expected to be high on the list, some infrastructure spending, uh, some maybe de greater defense spending. But trying to figure out exactly what the effective dates of that will be is still very much up in the year, and certainly the amounts if there are tax cuts, uh, what will they? How big will they be? Or at least estimated to be? Will they take effect in 2017? Will they be phased in? Uh, that's my view, not the committee's. But if I remember back when I was a young lad, when uh, Ronald Reagan was elected uh, back in 1980 and cut taxes, uh, he was elected, of course, uh, or inaugurated in '81. The taxes were phased in in '81, '82, and '83. So. It may well be that any of these tax cuts we see are likely to be phased in rather than, you know, all in effect in calendar year 20, uh, 2017. And the spending hikes on infrastructure and defense, obviously even more in terms of the timing, that'll take more time. So I think our committee is doing, as many people are doing, is waiting for more information, especially after Trump is uh, inaugurated and we see more action both on the fiscal side and potentially on the, uh, if there is trade protectionism or tariff side or immigration side. Uh, so those are what the committee is waiting for. But I thought it was interesting that the consensus, while the median is about the same, clearly there are more upside potentials in terms of looking at the range that economic growth next year could be as high as uh, 3%. My own forecast is 2.7, some somewhat above the median, but I think some of that reflects just how much <laughs> you want to uh, build into the fiscal stimulus side based on the very little bit that we know right now that the president-elect has told us his priorities are. Let me uh, uh, also talk about then at the end Fed policy. 
And I think it was 21 out of 22 of the respondents said they expect to raise the Fed funds rate uh, on December 14th, two days from now. Uh, futures market has it all but about 100%, so been around a long time. But it would seem to me this is about as sure a thing as you're going to get in uh, economic forecasting or Fed forecasting that we'll get a 25 basis point rate hike in uh, on Wednesday. Looking a little bit beyond that, though, looking about 2017, what we find out there is that uh, about what was it? Uh, about two thirds of us expect the Fed to raise rates two times next year. I would include myself in that. Uh, there's uh, about I think 20 percent that expect only one hike, and I guess one or two people out there expect three. Uh, again, that may become a moving target. But I, and I also suspect we'll see on Wednesday that the median on uh, the Fed may remain at a, a, a basically consistent with two rate hikes in 2017. So this may be a case we'll have to see yet where our forecast and even the Fed funds futures market looking at it now, and perhaps uh, if we're if I'm right, the Fed's number. Uh, their dot plot indicating, you know, two rate hikes, not as a commitment, as the Fed will say, ad infinitum, but as, uh, you know, the, an intention uh, given all the policy parameters for next year. did think it was interesting when, uh, you know, kind of a little bit back to what we said there uh, uh, earlier on the Trump thing, maybe to go back for that for a minute. When we ask about, you know, Trump's policies, uh, about two-thirds of us, almost two-thirds of us, did think that that could add up to a quarter of a percent to real GDP growth. And, you know, so that's where the median, but the skew is. And uh, there were even uh, 19%, about one out of five, thought it could add anywhere from a quarter to a half a percent. So I think that's where some of the upward bias uh to the uh, to the forecast around the median comes from that uh, you know two thirds or three quarters of us think that Trump's policies are likely to add to economic growth, and of course many of us are worried about you know protectionism or trade policies that could have the opposite effect. Maybe final word or two. There really was no <clears throat> consensus on when the Fed might start to reduce their. When the Fed might start to reduce their balance sheet, it really is spread across the board. Uh, Fed has not given us a lot of guidance there, and not surprisingly, when we uh, asked our members about when we think they might begin to reduce their balance sheet, you know, there has to be a consensus. It's about uh, 2018, but some people think it could spread out or take out into 2022, and I guess nobody thinks it's going to happen any earlier than uh the latter half of next year. So clearly there is no consensus on that. Maybe not surprising given that we haven't been given a lot of guidance. Final point on the shape of the 10-year curve. If you look at the table, of course, today we're sitting here at about, what, uh, 250 on a 10-year. Uh, when we put these uh, forecasts out a little earlier this month, or people put them in, the number was probably closer to two and a quarter. So if you look, you can see that... Uh, Ten-year note rate uh, a year from now is supposed to be 268. So again, I would say even though that's not too far above the current spot number, when the numbers were put together, the feeling was that the ten-year was going to rise from maybe something in the area of two and a quarter 
to two and a half, two and three quarters percent over the course of 2017 as we had a little more inflation and perhaps that potential for stronger economic growth. And of course, I assume that builds into uh, rate hikes as a median in the, uh, in the consensus for the Fed. On the dollar, um, you know, expected the dollar to be stronger. The dollar has been stronger, but if you look across for the euro, the yen, the pound, the numbers a year from now are not that far from where we are now, but generally showing the dollar a bit stronger over the course of that period of time. And then finally, when uh, we asked members about what we thought the Treasury yield curve would do, I think the majority of them thought it would probably flatten. Uh, and you can see that in the numbers if the Fed funds rate goes up. 50 basis points next year and 25 this year, and the 10-year isn't expected to go up that much. So the the view is the 10-year will go up, but not as much as the Fed funds likely to rise, of course, on Wednesday and then again in 2017. Thank you for listening to this episode on the SIFMA Economic Advisory Roundtable's N-Year Economic Outlook. For more reports and statistics from SIFMA Research, please visit sifma.org research.